Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Dada Astrology live right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. Peace, welcome. We are live. We are in full effect right here on the My Astrology Coach Radio Network. You are officially engaging in the best time of your week ahead of time. So thank you, thank you for joining us once again. Ashe and Amin Ra, uh, we always remember and revere our divine righteous ancestors before we even get started around here for without whom we would not be here. And much, much endless thanks to Brother Ampu for the divine opportunity to come before you guys yet again this week. What a time we are living in. Can you feel the karma? Can you feel the purpose, the divine um, uh, testing and challenges that are building inside of each of us and in our worlds? a structure, a firmer structure that we can really stand on, okay, firmly. And so that's what's going on right now. We're in the crosshairs, if you can't tell by the title of today's show, of this grand mutable cross. We've got energy in all of the mutable signs, Gemini, Sagittarius, Virgo, Pisces, and it's it's palpable right now. It's It's heading towards exactness, so it's intensifying and getting stronger as the days are going by, every moment, every day that we are living in right now and here over the next couple of weeks is critical. It's critical. When I was talking to y'all, I was listening to the show, of course, from last week, and when I was talking to y'all about... um, you know, about the excessiveness. We've got Jupiter, you know, in part of this square, this grand square, this grand cross. And Jupiter wants to go overboard. It wants to, Jupiter's in Virgo. It wants to, you know, be excessive. It always wants more. So a lot of us have been dealing with things surrounding those themes, especially um, I had mentioned to y'all before, just, you know, watching to make sure you're not having that, third and fourth of something and kind of reeling it in, self-disciplining. Speaking of which, Saturn's in the the crosshairs of this grand mutable cross that's going on, Um, and Saturn's in Sagittarius, where Mars has been until it more recently uh, re-entered Scorpio. 
But Sagittarius being there, there's an extreme side to Sagittarius. There can be challenges. I'm, I'm, I apologize with Saturn. There can be challenges with Saturn when you are um, getting too negative. You're getting too, you, 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 you got so real and so serious and so mature and so responsible and so self-disciplined that, boop, you went off the deep end and messed around and went negative on everybody and yourself. You got pessimistic. Um, you know, a really dark kind of depressing energy when Saturn goes too far. So we're dealing with that. We've got, <clears throat> that's Jupiter. we got Saturn. you got uh, the Sun and Venus, my favorite, going on right now, the Sun-Venus conjunction. that get, It's exact. We're going to discuss that in the week ahead. It's exact in the week ahead, finally. It's been teeter-tottering, intensifying, getting closer to it, its exact alignment, and that's just beautiful. That's just beautiful. Anything beautiful and Venusian and harmonious and easy and comforting and and a level of satisfaction with, with your love and your money that you're experiencing right now, that's Sun and Venus right there. That's Sun and Venus hooked up in Gemini um, and, and, and reaching a, a, a climax of sorts here as we continuously approach this moon that we're coming up to, okay? This new moon in Gemini that we discussed thoroughly last week, gave you all some horoscopes at the end of the show. Um, at the end of last week's show, I was not able to fit in all of the Mars re-entering Scorpio horoscopes. Oh, you know I'm going to hit them up today because that's Mars still being retrograde. <clears throat> Uh, re-entering Scorpio, it started its retrograde status in Sagittarius, and it's retrograded all the way to that first degree of Sagittarius, oop, back into that last degree of Scorpio, and it's going even further. It's going to go all the way, I believe, to 23 degrees. And so Mars and Sag was real enough. Mars retrograde in Scorpio? Scorpio being, uh, Mars being a rule, an ancient ruler of Scorpio, that's Mars in its, its, its own territory, in intense territory at that. Scorpio is no punk. Scorpio is death and rebirth. Scorpio is complete, total, and utter transformation. Scorpio, is, and, and our, our, our drive is there right now for all of us in different areas of our lives. The focus is, of course, but for all of us, there's this intensity, this passion, this power, this uh, depth and, 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 and intense depth um, that we, our, our actions and our motivations and our sex drives and our sexual energy and um, our ambitions are in the, the thick of this emotional territory. It's deep, intense, and emotional at that. And so I, I, I've been wanting to give you all these Mars re uh, entering Scorpio. This will be, I'm going to get it in this show. Um, but for a reason, for, for a powerful reason, when you're talking about a planet like Mars that encapsulates and encompasses our very actions, the very actions we take, bust a move right now if you want to, Yes, people are getting things done while Mars is retrograde, but yes, there are specific areas, certain areas of our lives where we are having to get introspective and, and, and finding the success in that introspection about our actions and the introspections about our motivations and ambitions and drives. 
much more so and much more easily accessing that energy than accessing the energy of Mars, which rules Aries, which is, you know, I mean, come on, the early bird getting the worm, just getting things that maybe there's an area right now in your life where you can't make that forward move. It's not, it's not feasible to push to, to be assertive and aggressive in these areas because for right now, that's not the protocol. That's not the MO. That's not the route to take. Push 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 somebody in a direction they attempt to anyway. Attempt to push somebody in a direction they don't want to go, somebody outside of yourself during a Mars retrograde, which is still going on until the end of this month, June 29th, and find out these lower manifestations of Mars if you want to. Introspection doesn't require a, a second or third party. It just requires you. And so a lot of us are, are simply having to uh, self-reliance, keywords like self-reliance, okay? That's a very Aries-Mars thing to do. Mars, Aries don't need nobody to come with them, no way. So, so, so keep things like that in mind when you're feeling frustrated, okay? When you're feeling angry, these lower manifestations of Martian energy, Keep in mind how you can utilize the introspection, simply meaning going within Saturn opposition. You know, Saturn's involved in all this, taking full responsibility, expanding where you can with Jupiter being involved, appreciating where you can't, accepting where you can't. Okay, I can't move forward in this area right now. Let me accept that. Let me merge with that. I was talking about that last week's show, the whole concept and idea of merging with something that you originally have felt opposition towards or against. Merging with it. And so um, there's so many. The, the, the fact that it's all immutable energy, all the, this squaring off, this grand cross that we're all living through right now, the fact that it's immutable signs, ought to encourage us all. We can make, because I don't give a care what signs um, the Grand Cross could have been in Earth. It could have been a Grand Earth Cross. Uh, not uh, not Earth. Uh, that's not a modality. Uh, instead of mutable, it could have been a Grand Fixed Cross or a Grand Cardinal Cross, right? But it's mutable. Mutable can go either way. It can get cardinal on you or it can get fixed on you. Which one you want? It's mutable. It can switch it up. It can be adaptable. It can be flexible. It can be changed. So take divine advantage of that energy, the fact that it is mutable. Because with a cross, you're going to change either way. You're either going to build something. You're going to square off. You're going to be challenged and tested either way, at least in mutable energy. You can you can flow with it a little better. Come on, and and roll with the changes. Ask a Gemini near you. Look at a Virgo or a Pisces or a Sagittarius near you, and 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 you're gonna see what it means. Depending on the rest of their chart, of course, but typically and on average, generally speaking, these mutable signed sun sign people 
are going to be really good examples of how to go with the flow. I actually um, know a someone who has who has a, a, a fire sun sign, uh, a cardinal fire, Aries, but then got the nerve to have everything else in their chart pretty much in these in all these mutable signs. And I'm watching this person who naturally has access to this mutable, changeable, adaptable, flexible energy by just being born when the person was born. I'm watching them maneuver through. (laughs) It's amazing to watch. I am watching them maneuver through uh, this time, this very testing and challenging time, um, very masterfully, and I'm watching them utilize what a cross then came to give you, huh, which is some foundation, some some stability, something to build on. And I'm I'm truly impressed. I'm I'm impressed. I'm inspired. I'm encouraged to definitely keep doing what I've been doing, and just is a confirmation. You look at people like that. You look at people who were born with Mars retrograde in their natal chart, and you watch them maneuver through a time like this, and it's a trip. It's not throwing them off because they naturally have access to energy such as this, a Mars retrograde. And so that's why when I say, you know, people dealing with certain um, alignments from the aspect of a trine, the easiest, most most harmonious flow of energy, or, or if they're dealing with something and it's heavy in that, ninth house of Sagittarius and Jupiter and luck, and I see these certain people with certain energies having an easier go or an abundance, an overflow of great feelings around a time when other people may be not having such an easy time with it, I continue to encourage them to share in their overflow. you got a whole bunch of good feelings going on right now so you can share them. Don't be greedy. Don't be selfish. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it and you'll get more of it. And even if you're not ready to necessarily share, definitely make sure you are appreciating the fact that you are having such an easier go of it. So we're going to keep it moving right now. Um, The moon currently today, Wednesday, June the 1st. Um, You can go back to last week's show, but I'm just giving you a little refresher that right now we're in a void moon. The moon uh, conjuncted Uranus today um, in Aries, 10.42 a.m. Central Time, um, and it's void for 11 hours most of today. The moon does not go into Taurus until tonight, 9.46 p.m. Central, and in between now and then, um, really, really just minutes before the moon goes into Taurus, uh, the sun squares Neptune, okay? So if, if y'all are dealing with, like I said last week, the kind of weakening Neptune kind of softens or weakens the vitality when it interacts with the sun. The sun is vital energy. It's life. The sun is life. No sun, no life. Hint, hint. (laughs) Hint, hint when it comes to the food. Hint, hint when it comes to the Venusian thing since the sun is conjunct Venus right now. Um, Even more so because if sun squares Neptune, that means Venus is squaring Neptune right now as well. So 
inability to kind of Venus rules, you know, the, the, the stuff we like, like the sweets and the, you know, the sugary sweets and the, uh, the treats and the stuff like that. Cause Venus kind of brings the ease and the comfort and all that. So keep in mind, I'm reemphasizing this, uh, suggestion, strong suggestion to keep in mind what you're kind of up against energetically and how crucial it still is, any level of self-discipline, Saturn, any level of self-discipline, any level of structure and taking care of business and handling your responsibilities um, is going to benefit you right now. You can enjoy, a treat isn't a treat if it's sending you to the hospital. Know what I mean? A treat isn't a treat if when you get get done treating yourself, (laughs) you're in physical pain or having, you know, this lower manifestation of what you associated with uh, uh, treating yourself. When when these when if there's an area of an area of this Venus rule that you're struggling with, maybe um the sweets, maybe um the overspending, that's going to be Venus in a real, you know, uh throwed off manifestation is overspending, uh, being really lazy. You feel so daggum good, you don't want to do a daggum thing. That's low manifestation of Venus. Um, that is an issue. I just want you to consider higher manifest. The energy is going to be there. It ain't going away. Your sweet tooth ain't going nowhere. I'm here to tell you from firsthand experience. Your sweet tooth is not going anywhere. But what you can do, where what other things, higher things that Venus does rule, is self-love and self-appreciation. Yeah, treat yourself. Treat yourself to something that's actually going to make you feel good when you get finished doing it. Treat yourself to something, if, even if you are feeling like really harmonious and want to relax, treat yourself to a relaxation option that, that provides as much benefits as possible. Okay, instead of laying around, vegging out and watching TV, eating sweets, you know, maybe you can go to a spa or give yourself a home spa treatment of some kind, a home relaxation treatment, some aromatherapy, or some food that actually is healing, maybe a vegan or vegetarian dish you've been wanting to try that encompasses all the vegetables that you actually do like and some flavors and herbs that actually do appeal to you. Because I promise when you get through eating that, you're not going to, if you want more, you're not going to feel bad about the more you're getting. I told you we're dealing with the Jupiter square. You're going to want more. Trust me. It's, and it's going to be more to be had. What are you going to do when the more becomes you doing the most? And you get this really negative manifestation of Venus that you wish you hadn't got. And with Neptune being involved, this is a square to Neptune. The sun and Venus are squaring Neptune. So throw some delusion on that. Throw some of you actually lying to yourself, trying to justify like, well, you know, it is ice cream, so it's got dairy in it. And I I, I did get the ice cream with the strawberries, so I'm getting my fruit in. Like, that's that's the square off to Neptune. Like you're delusional. You're tripping. You're lying to yourself. You're you're you made that up. That's why Neptune rules imagination. You made that up. 
And so um, I'm mentioning uh, this particular aspect. It's active right now. It's, it's, it, it, it'll be exact here tonight. And if you're feeling like it's hard to get motivated, hard to get enthused about anything, especially hard work, <laughs> Neptune is the antithesis of that kind of energy, then this is why any confusion, disappointment, um, that this is why what you want to make, what we want to make sure we're doing is that we are being above board, okay, in everything. We are manifesting the highest uh, octave of Neptune, the unconditional love, the acceptance, the forgiveness. If you have been overdoing it in any shape, form, or fashion, whatever your pleasure, uh, you accept it. That's a, a high expression of Neptune energy. Accept it. Surrender to it. Merge with it. Go on and have it out. You may have to have it out. You may have the sun and Venus together too. So the sun is energizing and intensifying this um, Venus energy. You may have to have it out, especially when Neptune squaring off with it. You may have to have it out. You may have to set up. Go on and line up your book. Just get real, real with it. Get real, real. The the uh, the antidote to too much Neptune is Saturn. So get real, real with it. Go on and line up your bowls, four, five, six bowls. Put your ice cream in all the bowls you're going to eat, ice cream in a cake, everything, and go for it. And And see how many bowls it takes you to get sick of your own self and your own sweet tooth until you start to, to yearn and crave for something higher. Venus is calling out to you for a reason. If it is, it's intense and strong in some area for your chart for you to deal with it and face it and and become one with it. If you uh, uh, energetically speaking, if you want a whole bunch of sweets, it probably means you lacking in that area emotionally anyway. You want some sweets? I bet you. Watch this. <laughs> I bet you you trade in them bowls of cake and ice cream for a, 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 a soft, sweet, romantic kiss. I bet you trade in all them, what else, low manifest? I bet you trade in all the, the gadgets and, and, and stuff, you, luxury stuff you don't need that you're overspending on if it means that you can have somebody to hold you tight and be there for you and, be, and, and add to your financial security or even emotional security. Second house, uh, um, uh, Venus rules Taurus in the second house of self-esteem. Maybe you're crying out. Maybe you're really crying out for your own self, to acknowledge your own self as a vital, uh, uh, in, in whatever ways you want to appreciate who you are. I promise there's something to appreciate about you. I promise. I can talk to you for about five minutes and probably find ten things myself. Self-appreciation, Venus, is ruling right there. And maybe that's what's really calling out for your attention. Yes, Venus also there in the second house rules sensuality. Maybe you're craving touch. Maybe that's the sweetness that you're craving. And if you want a treat, huh, you might want to be a treat. Think about that. You having cravings or uh, 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 um, tempted to overspend, lower manifestations of Venus, you, you, it would behoove us to be the treat that we're craving so desperately. If you got all this money to overspend on some bull, find you somebody nearby that you can be a financial blessing to since you got it like that, since you can overspend like that. 
this is what I'm telling you is it'll cause you to think twice. It'll cause it'll cause you have to have to interrupt the pattern you have created. You're no longer going to do the thing that feeds the lower negative manifestation of this energy. You're going to put a stop to that. You're either going to max out until you make have to stop, or you're going to initiate the change, and you're going to be the change, and you're going to stop. You're going to consciously make a decision, which you're probably going to have to make over and over and over. Every time you're triggered to overeat, overspend, overindulge in, 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 in laziness or, or nothingness, doing nothing, that lower manifestation, whenever it comes up, you have another divine opportunity to choose a higher manifestation of that energy. So I'm throwing that out there. It's pretty intense. It's pretty strong. It's uh, all involved in this grand mutable um, cross as well, sun, of course, being in Gemini and Neptune being there and Pisces. So I'm not going to go over any more of the information from last week, but I am about to give you all these Mars re-entering Scorpio horoscopes. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll get into those when I hit up the uh, Mercury-Mars opposition here in the week ahead, okay? Let's get into it. The week ahead, uh, June the 5th, Sunday through Saturday, June the 11th, and boy, oh boy, it, it nothing in the week ahead isn't already going on now. That's why I'm kind of going back to the Mars re-entering Scorpio horoscopes, and I'm I'm giving y'all, ooh, y'all getting hooked up today. One of my mama's babies, precious, just my precious babies, so awesome. One of my mama's babies was like, I mean, I'm telling y'all, I, we I, the 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 weekly um, um, consultations and the weekly transit reports that. Um, uh, subscription service is still open and available to those who are interested. Just ask me about it. But that's going supremely well. And as we go week to week, see, my mama's babies get the hookup. Um, the ones that are subscribers, they get the hookup because I'm kind of just, I'm not walk I'm not holding their hand, but I am walking beside them along this journey and I'm giving the, them astrological context for things they've been dealing with or new things they're dealing with that are coming up and I I just when I tell you uh the astrology is a tool that can be utilized to master your destiny, it's a spiritual tool first and foremost. It's a, a mathematical tool. It's a very exact and precise scientific tool. But, I mean, my mama's babies go hard in the paint. Uh, I got one, I mean, just the, the, the next generation, their seed is mastering their destiny. We've got one with college graduation on deck. Um, got another one, their seed got a, a job um, on the way to getting another job. Uh, there's promotion all around. It, it's just phenomenal to be a part of because I'm not, I'm, I feel like I'm do, doing nothing much more than facilitating. I'm facilitating 
through uh, the reports, the consultations, the information, the energy, just a climate and a environment where mastering your destiny is the only option that can take place. That's all we do over here. Mama's baby's on deck. Call in, press one if you want to testify. I love getting the emails from y'all and the and the comments on the call, the weekly calls that we do. That I I don't praise my own self, and I guess I should put together some stuff that I've received um, even here recently. Emails, phone calls, just. Appreciating. That's why I say astro love gifts don't necessarily mean you click on that first link in the episode description below if you're online. An astro love gift to me is just that, that, just that, love. Love for what I am putting, investing. I, I really, astrology, I, I explained this to one of my mama's babies, astrology is ruled by Aquarius, right? Aquarius rules the 11th house. Okay, right, of networking, social networking, when we're in the age of Aquarius, right, networking, groups that we associate with, friendships, okay, Um, humanity there in the 11th house where Aquarius and astrology is. That's where Uranus has rulership there. Uranus is the, you know, the electronic information. Uranus rules Aquarius. Um, Uranus is... Um, sudden insights and breakthrough energy, so I'm t- and, and, and Uranus rules the future. So I'm telling you this because I'm, I'm telling you that astrology is the future. Not that it hasn't always been. Hell, it's an ancient science. It's been around longer than all of us. What I'm telling you is, is that sometimes when you're ahead of your time, it takes people a minute to catch up to where you're at or where you've been because I promise you by the time they get there, you gone again <laughs> into the future. So electric, uh, electrifyingly so, that you're in this breakthrough energy suddenly so, in an instant, be gone, you know, with a new insight, with new information. And so I'm just mentioning that because um, I love my mama's babies so much just for – uh, trusting their intuition, trusting their gut that ain't never gonna lead them wrong, that they can invest in 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 an in an in enterprise like this one, and know that just like my mama's baby that called up and said on the show, yes, we are getting way much more in value on an ongoing week in and week out basis than we're paying for. Period. You can't find nobody, not a, a professional practicing astrologer, not for not for that low low, no. Because my point is not to get rich off of y'all. My point is to share this wisdom. A lot of this wisdom has been has been considered occult. What does occult mean? Hidden, hidden, hidden in plain sight. How are you gonna hide the 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 wisdom and the power of the sun and make it and try to make it demonic? Try to throw some religious context on it to scare people away from it. The sun, the moon. I've literally had people in close to me tell me that they, I cannot talk to them about this. They they fear for their soul to even engage in the conversation. So yes, 
my mama's babies, my my irreplaceable listeners, I appreciate y'all just for the, the confirmation to me that uh, everybody is not completely asleep <laughs> and unconscious about the realities and the power inherent in the planets the, as they are physically represented outside of us and as they are represented at just as much and just as importantly so inside of us. So I, I just wanted to take a quick second to say that. I'm always just wanting to take a minute to appreciate y'all because it, it really, the appreciation is real. So I really do. Thank you. Um, oh, yeah. So my mama's baby was like, okay, mama daughter, give us some Gemini new moon rituals, okay? Uh, because we want to max out this new moon energy. And so I say, you know what? I got you. I'm going to hook it up online. I'm going to go ahead and send this particular person this information in writing as well so they can reference it. But I'm about to hook y'all up on some Gemini new moon. Let me do that first and get that out of the way. For each sign, I have y'all grouped up by tribes, okay, air, water, earth, and fire. And I've got something very specific because I know with Mars retrograde, everybody's been itching to do something, you know. Mars just want to do something, and it's retrograde right now. So I have y'all up on some rituals you can do. Don't get spooked out by the word ritual. Brushing your teeth every day is a ritual. You're doing rituals already. So don't let any religious context that you give that word throw you off. Um, but uh, rituals for this new moon in Gemini, specifically for your sign, based on exactly what house it's transiting, okay? So let's roll through. Gemini, you know, I got to hook y'all up first since it's a Gemini new moon. And I, I titled this ritual, Let Fresh Face Fun In. Face has to do with that first house of appearance, Gemini. This new moon is in y'all's house. Y'all wearing this new moon, <laughs> To walk by and look at you. You looking all new, <laughs> looking all fresh, like like the sun shining on your sign. So I'm saying let fresh face fun in uh, by way of this ritual suggestion, Gemini. Gather information, which is a very Gemini thing to do, on a part of your appearance, first house Gemini, that you would like to refresh, renew, or update since it is the new moon. Then, Gemini, what I want you to do is plan when you're going to do it by writing it down, another Gemini function, writing it down at the time of this new moon for some time within the next two weeks, okay, to to be completed, right? So that's y'all. That's Gemini. Libra, I, I titled y'all's ritual Relation Escalation because y'all are, Libra, y'all are dealing with, um, this uh, Gemini new moon energy in your ninth house of wanting to go higher, wanting to expand. So therefore I say escalate in the area of relationships, passionately so. Um, so I say this, Libra, try this. Pick, th- these are all things I want y'all to try. If you're so inclined or it resonates with you at all, just try it. I made it all fun rituals, so you're going to want to do it. You're going to want to see what happens in on the short term here in two weeks at the, at the second Sagittarius full moon. Y'all already know this second Sagittarius full moon going to be a doozy. I ain't even – 
I can hardly wait to talk about it. I'm so ready because when you do it for a second time and it's this critical 29th degree, you know it's going to be a doozy. So with all these rituals, keep in mind here on the short term, if whatever you end up picking as a goal or an intention um, energy-wise, that on the short term you could see here within the next two weeks. It, you may not even have to wait a full two weeks, but you can see here on the short term any results of the actions that you take. And then on the long term, if it's something that is just going to take a little bit longer to manifest that you already know it's a, it's a big goal, uh, then you can look at it again here in six months at the Gemini full moon, okay? Um, but for Libra, I want you all to pick one person at a time, okay, as many as you wish to give a lucky wish card to, okay? It's called a lucky wish card. And let them know that they have 24 hours to cash it in and then let them know that you, you within the next two weeks, that you have two weeks to make their lucky wish come true. Hey, sounds fun to me, Libra. It's the ninth house of Sagittarius and adventure and fun and humor. So uh, make it, it's just a fun house to have a Gemini new moon through Libra. And that just was a fun thing to do that I came up with that deals with y'all's natural energy of towards relationships, um, primarily one-on-one relationships. That's why I say pick one person at a time, but you can you uh, do this with up to as many people as you so desire. Okay. Aquarius, the last of the air tribe. Um, I'm calling y'all's ritual Innovation Energized, okay? Y'all are having this new moon through y'all's fifth house of fun, dating, romance, children, games, hobbies, sports, get it. And so I want you, Aquarius, to choose something to do at some point over the next two weeks that electrifies and charges you up that you truly enjoy independently of anyone else just for fun. The whole point of whatever you do, Aquarius, is to enjoy it immensely so, okay? I know it sounds like, what? But I'm telling you. All right, water tribe, starting off with cancer. Cancer, my water tribe and my earth tribe, y'all are getting this double dose of energy. Y'all are have experience. Y'all are, for, like, for instance, my water signs, y'all are all experiencing this Gemini new moon through water houses, right? Starting with cancer. Cancer, I'm calling your... Um, I'm calling your uh, ritual a double shot. Come on, your water sign, having a Gemini new moon in a water house, the 12th house. So I'm calling yours a double shot of nurturing surrender, okay? And these are for if this is your sun, your moon, and your rising sign. If they're in three different signs, feel free to do all three rituals. I mean, max out. Why not? Uh, But for cancer, with a double shot of nurturing surrender, I want you to write a letter, okay? That's a very Gemini new moon thing to do. I want you to write a letter to your younger self and communicate any messages that flow up. Any messages that flow up as you sit down to write this letter to your younger self, I just want you to write it, okay? And, And here over the next two weeks, I promise you will see some energetic and spiritual impact that doing that had. Now, you're a water sign, 
experience new Gemini new moon through a water house. So you're fully aware. All my water signs are aware of the intuition that they have access to. They're aware of the spirituality and the emotions that they can easily perceive and maneuver through. So you, I shouldn't have to do too much convincing to a cancer at this Gemini new moon of what the impact of doing something like writing a letter to your younger self and communicating any messages that come up can bring, okay? Have fun, Cancer. Scorpio, um, I'm calling your ritual super-duper <laughs> deep sharing. Like I said, y'all are all getting a double dose of, of your own kind of elemental energy. So super-duper deep sharing. Scorpio, I want y'all to write a letter to your unborn child or grandchild. Uh, If you already have children, I would suggest that you write a letter to your unborn grandchildren, their children, and and write it with their children in mind. If you don't have any children here already of your own, I want you to have them in mind, the unborn child in mind. And I want you to write a letter and communicate whatever messages come up from deep within, okay? And I want you to do the same thing and monitor your consciousness, monitor your awareness, I promise you, when you start writing letters to your younger self and your unborn children and grandchildren, it's going to do something to your consciousness, I promise. It's fine. It's fine to, to be out here like that, but there does come a time, and, 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 I, and, and you, we're all in these times that I'm describing now energetically and specifically by sign that it's time to do a new thing. It's a new moon, right? Try something new. It's okay. Gemini rules variety. We're not going to do it the same way every time. We're not going to do the the new moon rituals the same way at the Gemini new moon that we do all other new moons. We're going to switch it up. Gemini likes variety. Gemini likes to have fun and keep it youthful and witty. And Come on. Pisces, uh, I call, I'm calling y'all a double dose emerging with internal foundation, your core, where you feel most at home on on your inside parts, okay? I want you, Pisces, to select a YouTube video, for example, for a meditation of your desired length of time. It can be a three-minute long meditation. It can be a 30-minute long meditation. You choose. And and a topic such as self-esteem, pick the meditation based on the topic you want to do your ritual around. Self-esteem, you can do a self-esteem meditation, peace, forgiveness, concentration. There are literally meditations to enhance your concentration ability, uh, to enhance your quality of sleep. There are meditations, so pick one. And after the meditation is through, Write down your new intentions for that particular topic. If it was a sleep one and you want better quality sleep, after you do the sleep meditation, write down your intentions and goals here over the next couple of weeks or over the next six months for sleep, for instance, and that that you can look back at here in two weeks or here in six months and see how you did, okay? Y'all going to love that, Pisces. That's right up y'all alley. Y'all dealing with the um, Gemini new moon through the fourth house of home and family and, you know, your internal foundation. Uh, For my fire tribe, come on, Aries, Leo, and Sag, activate. (laughs) 
uh, for my Aries, you guys' ritual is called hunter-gatherer on a mental mission, okay? I want you, Aries, to gather information on a new mental pursuit of your choosing. Make a solid plan to begin the new course of study, speaking opportunity, endeavor involving elementary education. That's a third house. Aries, y'all are having a Gemini new moon through the Gemini house. So I'm real heavy on the Gemini influences for y'all's ritual and endeavor involving elementary education, community activity there within your local neighborhood. Make a solid plan to begin something new in this Gemini area, course of study, speaking opportunity, elementary education, endeavor, community activity. And then set intentions to follow that plan that you wrote down over the course of the next couple of weeks or six months on the long term. Y'all are on a mental mission. When y'all, y'all look, I know y'all rule Aries. I know your ruling planet is retrograde. I get that. So y'all might not be feeling like y'all can move forward in too much of anything. But that's why I want y'all because you can always gather information. I want you to gather information on a new Gemini third house mental pursuit of your choosing, and then. Follow up with yourself in a couple of weeks here at the Sag Full Moon. This Sag Full Moon going to have y'all lit up anyway, sister sign, Aries to Sagittarius. Come on, get it in. Uh, when you're trying in something, when it's your sister sign, when it's in that same um, uh, element like fire, you either hitting it from, if it's not happening to you, like for the Sagittarius, is the Sagittarius new moon will fall in your sign that's first house. Well, if you're a sister sign to it, that's either falling in your fifth house of fun or your ninth house of going higher and long-distance journeys and adventure and humor. So get it in, uh, Aries, because here in a couple of weeks at the Sag Full Moon, you sure going to be glad you did. You a hunter-gatherer on a mental mission? Don't abort the mission. Make sure you accomplish that. Uh, Leo, and of course, these are just suggestions for rituals. Keep what I'm saying in mind about these energies and about these rituals, and 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 maneuver it to make it fit your what what you what mission you're on. Okay, just suggest suggestions for Leo. Uh, y'all, uh, I call I'm calling y'all's ritual fresh, fierce movement within groups. I know y'all like the sound of that because I said fierce. Get it, Leo. Um, for Leo and whatever groups, y'all are having um, Gemini New Moon through your 11th house of groups and networking and, um, you know, groups that you associate with. And whatever groups you are a part of, Leo, and network within, consider your leadership potential, right? And write down what qualifies you and or write down any breakthrough ideas that you want to implement or bring to the table for the betterment of the group, potentially refreshing and revitalizing the energy of the group. Then here over the next two weeks on the short term, aim at an endeavor to notify the appropriate persons of your intention or desire and qualifications that you wrote down to step up and lead in a particular area, or you can bring your information here over the next two weeks at some point, your information, your ideas to the table, to the group, okay? That's a really, I'm giving y'all positive, high vibrational 
options to manifest this Gemini new moon energy with is we in the thick of it. It's going to be exact here in a few days, and it's, it is intensifying, and this grand mutable cross is making sure the intensification is full, on full. This is not no light energy. It ain't no picnic walking through the park and skipping through the tulips. This is the real deal, grand mutable cross, wanting to chest challenge, build, strengthen, foundation. Sagittarius, you dealing with um, the Gemini new moon through a very foundational house, the seventh house, okay? And I'm calling y'all's um, ritual aiming higher in partnerships. Sag, I want you to pick one person at a time, as many as you wish, to call, make a phone call to, or take a short trip to visit, especially if it's a Gemini uh, person, which would include cousins, siblings, or relatives that you don't live with, people local there in your neighborhood, okay? Aim high in your partnerships. And one way to do that is to keep them active and flowing. Gemini is a real fluid, moving, active, youthful, fun energy. So if any of your relationships, Sag, have gotten stale, if any of them been on ice, if any of them have um, cooled, you can initiate something here at this Gemini New Moon that deals with communication specifically and messages and movement and travel, and you can, you can experience something new here by the time we get to the Sag full moon or a Gemini full moon here in six months. All right, we're going to wrap it up with the Earth Tribe, Taurus. I'm calling y'all's ritual a double stack. Come on, give me a double stack of appreciation. Tauruses, y'all are dealing. Mm-mm-mm. Y'all's double stack of appreciation is real, okay, because y'all are Taurus experiencing Gemini New Moon through a Taurus house, okay? So I want my Tauruses to write down everything you can think of that you are currently thankful for during the new moon. And just keep an ongoing list until your soul is satisfied. I mean, starting now, Gemini, you can read Gemini New Moon as being here right now. Of course, it's going to go exact here in a few days, but we're working up on it. So the energies are building. They're coming in strong, this new, new energy this fresh energy, this energy where anything and everything is possible. You may ask yourself, Taurus, what does me right now and everything I'm thankful for have to do with the Gemini new moon? You're going to find out. Start your list, Taurus. Ain't nobody playing. I'm telling you, it's magic in the list. (laughs) Get to it. Double stack, okay? Virgo, I'm calling you guys' ritual magnified mental discipline. Y'all are already real nitpicky and detail-oriented, and you're dealing with the Gemini through the 10th house, your very life direction, where you're headed, um, your goals, um, career, and otherwise. So, Virgo, I want y'all to write down your goals for the next six months, especially if it is in regards to education, travel, community or local neighborhood, siblings or relatives, anything Gemini-related. Write your goals for the next six months, but especially as it pertains to Gemini themes in your life. And then here over the next couple of weeks on the short term, I want you to pick one goal out of all the goals you wrote down to focus on 
to ensure its completion no later than six months from now, but as early or as soon as two weeks from now, okay, Virgo? And lastly, Capricorn, uh, I want y'all dealing with this Gemini New Moon from a sixth house perspective, from a Virgo detail-oriented perspective. I want y'all, I'm calling calling y'all to establish routines for work and health squared. Once again, like y'all in water signs, the energy is doubled. It's intensified because you're dealing with your own earth energy with it going through a Gemini new moon through an earth house. So, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, But for Capricorn, I want y'all to pick one goal, each one for work, Capricorn, and one for health. One each, just one each. That's two total. And I want you to write down underneath those two goals as much as many thoughts that, that come up regarding those two goals. It's, it's called brainstorming. You don't judge it. If a thought comes up, you write it down as it pertains to that work goal. If a thought comes up, you're inspired in some way towards that health goal, write it down. You only picked one of each, but you're supplementing the goal that you picked with ideas, with descriptions. You're just describing it. You're putting a lot of energy around that one goal, that one work goal, and that one health goal, Capricorn. And then over the next couple of weeks, Capricorn, I want you to use all the brainstorming you did. You See, it's magic in this writing, y'all. That's what I'm hitting y'all to. Can you tell? Almost everyone I done told y'all to write something down, that's a hint. That's a Gemini New Moon hint, okay? And Capricorn, what you're doing as you're brainstorming and coloring in the picture for each goal, the work one and the health one, is you're creating something, whether you realize it or not. And then here, you're going to use that brainstorming. Any time it comes to you between now and this next Sagittarius full moon, Capricorn, I want you to write it down. As a matter of fact, just do one sheet each, one sheet for the work goal, one sheet for the health goal, and fill that sucker up. Flip it over and fill up the back on both of them. And I want you to watch how you, be, just like when you're writing to your unborn child and writing to your younger self, I want you to watch. Y'all earth sign dealing with earth, Gemini new moon in an earth house. Y'all might see it before we, any of us see it. And I mean the physical manifestation of change. All right. And then I'm going to hit up these Mars re-entering Scorpio horoscopes for you guys. And there's not much here in the week ahead. I'm, I feel comfortable spending a little bit of time digging into these Gemini new moon energies for your specific sign and, and digging into these Mars re-entering Scorpio where it's at retrograding through right now. I'm hooking y'all up for what's going on right now um, because here in the week ahead, we really just have that Sun-Venus conjunction, which I've been talking about because they've been running neck and neck here for a few weeks now, okay? So I've been talking about that. I'm not going to give you all just so much new info on that, uh, more than I am going to break down a few of these signs that's really being impacted by it, okay? So so you'll know uh, where you can get in, where you fit in with this beautiful sun conjunct Venus energy. It's amazing. Um. 
And then I, I definitely want to uh, hit this Mercury-Mars opposition. Anything involving Mars I want to hit, especially while Mars is still retrograde, to give you all whatever assistance I can and encouragement towards uh, making the best use of Martian energy because on the low end, Mars is stupid. <laughs> on the low end, Mars can just fight and, and, and argue and be ridiculous. So y'all up with that as well. So we're going we gonna to hit everything. I, I don't doubt it. So let me give y'all these Mars re-entering Scorpio horoscopes just because it's real in the field, baby. Not no punk. It ain't no joke, especially since it had the nerve to be retrograding in one sign and then back up into a whole nother sign. Mars was in Scorpio not that long ago. I wish I had thought to get the dates on that. Um, But this isn't our first Mars and Scorpio rodeo even here recently. Mars just finally entered Sagittarius. Oh, God, I wanted to say someday in last year. I I apologize, y'all. I should have got that. And I know I did the Sagittarius uh, uh, horoscope on it last week. I'm just not sure about the others because as I was listening back, I was trying to keep up, and I was doing so many things at once. So I apologize if I'm repeating one, but let me just go from, I'll just, I know I did Sag, let me pick up at Pisces, okay? Um, Pisces, for you, you started out with Mars in the 10th house when it was in Sagittarius, but it backed up into Scorpio in your 9th house, okay? So um, in Sagittarius, you were likely frustrated by setbacks and delays with your goals making bad impressions, Pisces, feeling overly ambitious, working too hard or not hard enough, or feeling overwhelmed by responsibilities, okay, Pisces? But now, with Mars retrograde and Scorpio, Pisces, you can actually start to feel frustrated by something altogether different, by the lack of opportunities to expand your life in new ways, have new experiences, or explore the world. I've been talking about this in general, Dagum there the whole show, wanting to move forward in certain areas and feeling like you can't. Uh, shout out the Dark Pixie Astrology for these horoscopes. Um, Pisces, you can feel like you're being fenced in, suffocating from the lack of freedom that you crave, and you can be overly defensive of your beliefs, wanting to force them on other people who disagree. You need to be more patient, Pisces, okay, and work within the limitations you have and allow people to have their opinions, right? Gemini. When Mars was going through Sag retrograde, you were likely dealing with frustrations and arguments with the other, seventh house, loved ones, people in your life, having little patience with them and being more unwilling to compromise. Now with Mars backing up into Scorpio, of course, that's sixth house, Gemini, okay? So you can have more frustrations with your daily life, with your work and the people you work with and for Gemini. Or with your health, six hospitals of health. And you can be more demanding, Gemini, of yourself and more easily stressed out. The more stressed you feel, the worse your health can be. So you need to make sure you manage that, Gemini. Have more patience with yourself and don't expect perfection and build in time for potential mistakes with your work, okay? 
I, that one sounds so familiar. I know I read that one last week, so once again, I apologize. I just want to make sure I go through all of them. Uh, for Virgo, real quick, um, while Mars was in Sag, you were likely dealing with issues of home or family. That's the fourth house, Virgo, and you felt unsettled emotionally and more easily provoked potentially, or your internal foundation has felt a little shaky, Virgo, um, which... <laughs> I can only imagine because y'all already tend to have a kind of a worrying attitude sometimes. But with Mars in retrograde in Scorpio now, Virgo, you can be defensive of your ideas and opinions. It backed on up into that third house. Um, you could get into little spats with people. You can be more frustrated by what people say and think or feel that you can express yourself openly. Try to have an outlet, Virgo, for the excess mental energy you have, you may have. And by all means, do not manifest the low vibration of third house Gemini uh, with gossip. Use your mouth productively and constructively, Virgo. And definitely you're not trying to use it to uh, to express, you know, worry and all that stuff. Um, outlets for mental energy can run the gamut, okay? Uh, for Aries, uh, while in Sagittarius, while Mars was in Sag, you've likely been feeling more restricted, wanting more freedom, been defensive about your beliefs and opinions, Aries, or lacked opportunities for expansion or felt like it. With Mars retrograding in Scorpio, Aries, you can now have issues with other people's money. It went from that ninth house to the eighth house. And so taxes, debts, loans, inheritances, joint finances, um, you also could have had, uh, could be having issues right now, currently, Aries, with making transformations, and your rage can be much stronger. You can feel um, issues that you hold deep within yourself stirred, and you have to work on bringing some things to the surface and into the light. Make sure you have an outlet for your frustrations, Aries, because we are talking about Mars in the eighth house of this rule by Scorpio. So that's really intense place for Mars to be backed up into for you specifically. Make sure you have an outlet for those frustrations, Aries. Otherwise, you just may snap. Mars is your ruler, so you've likely felt off in a real subtle but ever-present way anyway, just just feeling it constantly because that's your very ruler. So be easy, Aries. I can't even trip on y'all. It can't be easy. Your chart ruler, retrograde, in, backed up into this eighth house of Scorpio, which is Mars ruled. So I'm sending y'all much love, light, and peace. Show. Leo, uh, for you, Mars in Sag meant uh, fifth house that you've likely had to deal with, uh, with issues with people you love. You have possibly lacked time or had too much of it for the things you love, um, have lacked inspiration or creativity, or have acted like a child at times, Leo. And with Mars now retrograding in Scorpio, you can be frustrated by things at home or with your family or can get into it with family or your support system. You can be more defensive of your emotions, Leo, and can be more sensitive in general. You can be overly subjective, too, and need to work on being more understanding of others. Um, Leo and everybody else, if you're not, if you haven't been experiencing these kinds of frustrations and issues and things that I've I'm mentioning here, um, it simply means that more than likely, 
you have been being introspective. More than likely, you have been taking full responsibility for your actions or lack thereof. More than likely, you have been coming to terms with and getting a deeper understanding and revelation of of the actions that you take because you've, you've been doing that introspective internal work and it reads well for anything Mars-related, especially um, in these areas that it's hitting up in your chart. So that's awesome. I know Leo right now, and they're not dealing with these lower manifestations of Mars. They are dealing with the masterful expression of Mars retrograde, and it only makes us better when we can go within and go higher. We don't have to take it out on those around us. We don't have to blame. We don't have to feel guilt or shame. We can take responsibility and go on and do this thing. Um, Taurus, I believe I'm at Taurus. Yes, Taurus, you are dealing with Mars um, retro, uh, retrograde initially in the eighth house, but it's backing up into that seventh house of partnerships, okay, Taurus? That's where you're dealing with it now. But initially, you likely were having problems, uh, could have been having problems with anger and rage. Eighth house is that Scorpio house that I just said that Aries got the, uh, Mars backed up into. You started out there, Taurus. And so the issues that you've been holding deep inside of you, potentially having issues with that, with transformations or with money. And now that Mars is retrograde back into Scorpio for you, Taurus, you can see these seventh house issues, these same issues start to pop up in the seventh house in your relationships, getting into it more with people in your life, having little patience with others, lacking balance or the ability to compromise. Taurus, you may need to work on pausing before you before speaking with your loved ones. I've, I've said that numerous times. Think twice while Mars is retrograde before you speak or before you do anything. Think twice, and that's just iterated here further with you, Taurus, because you've dealt with it. I don't care if it's the eighth house or the seventh, where where the Mars retrograde started for you, or the seventh where it's in for you now, Taurus, is still highlighting the the other. The eighth house was just the other people you share resources with. The seventh house is any other one-on-one, okay? And so I also want you, Taurus, to keep in mind that you can be working on any issues that may be causing this in the first place, that may be causing you to work on what you're, what you're saying to people during this time. More specifically, second house, Taurus, rules the throat. Be mindful of that as well. Capricorn, uh, you definitely have likely been feeling more drained, have felt frustration, but kept them to yourself, Capricorn. Y'all do that really well, but even more so with Mars retrograding starting out in that 12th house of the hidden, of the subconscious, okay? Um, you've probably been plagued with sub, by subconscious issues. Subconscious is the stuff that you, we, y'all know when we set up, hmm, and act like if we don't deal with stuff, if we don't talk about stuff, if we don't acknowledge stuff that it just goes away, that's the subconscious right there. It don't go away. It's there just waiting on you. <laughs> so Capricorn, you also could have lacked a connection to your spiritual self. Uh, you could have been feeling that here. Um, with Mars going back into Scorpio for you, Capricorn, you can be frustrated with your dreams. We're going from 12th house to 11th house. You can be frustrated with your dreams for the future. 
feeling you can't achieve what you hope for or others are blocking you. You can have trouble with friends or groups you belong to, getting into it more with them, and may not be able to reach out to your network for help like usual. You can reject what makes you unique, Capricorn, and try to force yourself to conform or fit into a box or slap a label on yourself. Or you can rebel and go far outside of your comfort zone. You need to try to be patient with others and with your dreams and embrace all parts of yourself, both the traditional and the unconventional. Capricorn, this just reminds me of a lot. 11th house is ruled by Aquarius, and I've spoken to a few of them. and all of them are not comfortable with the inherent uniqueness and originality and individuality and the breakthrough ahead of your time, future-oriented energy that comes along with being an Aquarius. But y'all are experiencing uh, Mars retrograde and Scorpio through this Aquarius house. And so, yes, it it can be uncomfortable at times to to be out front. It can be uncomfortable at times to be the only one different in the group, you know, the one that sticks out. But I want y'all to to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, Capricorn, okay? It's real by the time Mars stations direct in that same house, it means you're going to have, if you have been able to merge with this uh, 11th house Aquarius energy, you'll be able to see some real uh, concrete um, um, results in this area for yourself, in the area of your hopes, wishes, and dreams. It ain't a lot of hopes, wishes, and dreams we can have that doesn't require us to step outside of our comfort zone and do something different than what we see a lot of the people around us possibly doing, okay? It's not always easy, but it's always worth it, Capricorn. So jump in. Rebel a little bit. It's okay. That's a very 11th house thing to do, Capricorn. Not just for the sake of rebelling, but for the sake of your individuality. You're worth it. Okay, Cancer. For you, while Mars is going through Sagittarius retrograde, you were likely dealing with frustrations in your work, with the people you work with and for, with your daily life and routine, or with your health. And, Cancer, if you've been stressed out, it's likely taken a worse toll on you than usual. Uh, Mars retrograding in Scorpio. Now, you, Cancer, can be frustrated by the lack of time for the things that you love or having too much time for it and being lazy. You can get into it with loved ones a bit more easier at this time, Cancer, beware, and especially anyone you date or your children if you have any, and you can lack inspiration, so try to find some balance. Y'all literally have been dealing with Mars retrograde starting out in your house of work and here ending up in your house of play. So these may be the two areas where you're kind of going back forth, back and forth in and needing to find the balance. You'll find it within cancer. Cancer is a very nurturing sign. It rules that fourth house of internal foundation and where you feel most, most comfortable anyway. So tap into your tap into that sun sign, cancer. If it's your sun sign, tap into the cancer in you. Um, Scorpio, for you, oh, that's the sign. It's Mars is in right now. <laughs> for Scorpio, while it was in Sag, though, you may have had issues financially with stability and security, with being overly stubborn or inflexible, or with being too sensitive to what other people think of you. 
All right, Scorpio, but now Mars is retrograding in your sign, and you can be extra defensive, extra aggressive. When it's in your sign, when it's in that first house, you're really sensitive to the energy, okay? So you can be extra defensive, extra aggressive, and jump into fights. You can be impulsive and need to tone things down, Scorpio, and calm yourself. Try to have outlets physically, mentally, and emotionally for all of this erratic energy you may have. Without some outlet, Scorpio, you can snap over anything. You and Aries, y'all got to watch out. Mars is y'all's ruler. It's not playing. And you can be annoyed constantly, Scorpio. So you want to watch out especially for little things like accidents, injuries, especially when you get worked up over things and anger gets the better of you. Don't you, Scorpio, dadgummit, don't you do nothing mad. If you got triggered, mad, angry, upset, sat down and think twice before you open your mouth or before you do anything, and you are welcome. All right, Libra. Uh, In Sagittarius, when Mars was there, Libra, you've likely been more defensive about your ideas and opinions, gotten into more spats with people. You've been dealing with this from in the third house, the Gemini house, the communication house. So this is where the aggression could have been showing up or the frustration. And, Libra, you could have had a hard time with communicating properly. With Mars retrograding in the Scorpio, uh, you can have issues with your finances, Libra, okay? You're going from third house to the second, needing to get better control over them, finances, and have a better understanding of them. You can feel more insecure and lack stability in your life, feeling things are too shaky, or you can have too much stability and feel bored. You can be extra stubborn and resistant to doing things on other people's schedules. You need to speed up just a little, Libra, and have confidence in yourself, okay, while uh, Mars is retrograding in Scorpio. All right, and then it looks like lastly is Aquarius. Aquarius, while Mars was in Sag, you were likely more frustrated with your dreams for the future. It started out in your Aquarius house, Aquarius, and with the frustration with the uh, your friends or groups you belong to, with the causes you believe in, or with your ability to embrace your individuality and be independent, like I was encouraging Capricorn to be focusing on. Um, With Mars going back into Scorpio, though, Aquarius, for you, you may feel more frustrated with 10th house issues, goals that you've been working on. You can experience setbacks and delays. 10th house is ruled by Saturn, so you can feel restricted more. Um, If you've been irresponsible or lazy, Aquarius, this can be a much bigger deal, and you can fall far. You may be overwhelmed by responsibilities or have a hard time dealing with the people you're supposed to impress. You may need to just focus on doing the right thing and sticking to your plans for now, okay? The traditional, the tried and true, that's 10th house, and waiting for the payoff. It may be some delayed gratification, Aquarius, but you're going to be gratified. You do the hard, smart, hard work. You take responsibility um, and and act maturely and responsibly uh, while Mars is in Scorpio, and you'll be oh so glad you did. There is the payoff. All right, 
That's it, y'all, as far as the Mars retrograding back in the Scorpio um, horoscopes are concerned. Let me run down for y'all real quick some of these pivotal, critical times in our week ahead, June the 5th through the 11th, Sunday through Saturday. Uh, June the 5th, we start off 11.47 a.m. right before noon central time with a moon sextile Uranus for a 10-hour, 54-minute void, of course. That's most of the day, starting around midday most of the day because the uh, moon's not going to move into the next sign until 10.41 p.m. that night uh, when it goes into Cancer. When the moon sextiles Uranus here as the moon goes into void, we're going to be open to new ideas, okay? Uh, a break in our in the routine is going to be pleasing as we uh, start the week off there on Sunday afternoon, um, and we could be experimenting with new ideas or feelings. I want to uh, emphasize that reminded me uh, of the fact that the moon is void in Aries, right? Uh, Right now, let me double check that. I don't want to just be saying something, y'all. But I know we're here at the at the end tail end of one lunar cycle going into another. The moon, yeah, the moon was in Aries as of Monday, and it just went void this rising. Sorry, y'all, my computer screen is stuck. Yay. Um. Here we go. Come on. I'm just have to click my way to the top. We're going to make it, though. Um, yeah, the moon entered Aries there on Monday. It went void uh, early this rising. And so we've already, there at the last quarter moon in Pisces is where we kind of closed out. You hear over the weekend, y'all? Hmm. I know I did. And I, I explained it in depth last week, that the, 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 the feeling and the energy and the environment for you know, gleaning what you can, you know, taking home the goodies you can't. You can salvage and scrap in the rest while that moon was in Pisces, closing out a lunar zodiac cycle. There on Monday, we started a new one with the moon going into Aries. And so um, here recently, y'all may, that's why I love it. That's why uh, you may be feeling that fresh new moon energy already because the moon has been in Aries. That's got a a new moon feel to it anyway. You want to do something new. You want to initiate something. You ready to pop something off, start off, jump off, you know, okay? And so um, it'll go into Taurus here uh, later this evening. Okay, I was just double-checking where the moon will be when we start the week. It will have been um, in Gemini. It will have been in Gemini when we start the week ahead on Sunday. And so uh, as of around noon there on Sunday, still in Gemini, but goes void, okay? So with it being covering most of the day there on Sunday, get together with the people you already know. You know, don't do any new dates, first dates on Sunday or anything like that. Um, nobody's doing an interview on Sunday, hopefully. So just keep the void moon protocols in mind. Um, um, I won't stick on that too long. Y'all Y'all pretty much should be uh, used to the void moon protocols by now. So just that in mind, it's a good time um, there on Sunday. If you've lost anything to look for it, you're probably going to find it. 
um, to review, refine, or edit something that you've already got started and going on, taking stock, making your to-do list for the week ahead there on Sunday to be a really great idea, um, or get rid of anything if you want to get rid of any excess. It's an excellent time to do that. Don't make any important large purchases on Sunday, please, while the moon is void, because you're probably not going to be satisfied with what you bought, and you may not even use it. That's what void means. Ain't nothing going to come of it. Um, Yeah, don't launch anything this Sunday. So then there on Sunday evening, 1041 p.m., the moon enters cancer. So we will have, like I said last week, when the moon's in Taurus, we already had the moon. In Aries, right? It's void now from being in Aries. The moon goes into Taurus tonight. That's a really, you know, um, fixed energy. There's stability in that energy. It's an energy you can kind of sink your teeth and your toes into and languish in, okay? (laughs) Relax, enjoy yourself in. It's ruled by Venus. and then the moon uh, is in Gemini, of course, for the new moon, and that's going to emotionally, of course, emotionally satisfy us to learn, to study, to communicate, to send and receive messages, to travel short distances, <coughs> to stay busy, to um, travel locally within our neighborhood, to be a part um, and active in a, um, a community that would involve um, you know, siblings and cousins and um, distant relatives. So um, then we start the week ahead Sunday, okay, with that Gemini energy. Moon goes void, then there um, Sunday night the moon enters Cancer. And that's going to give way after we've been restless and busy here at the new moon, doing all sorts of communicating and traveling and visiting and gathering of information and writing things down and speaking things into existence. And, you know, so really I don't think I've mentioned affirmations to any of the signs for the Gemini new moon rituals, but if y'all want to throw some of them up in there too, that's a real Gemini thing to do. Open up your mouth and speak a affirmation. Oh, affirmations are powerful. If y'all follow, y'all got to follow this guy on Twitter called Tahuti Ma'at Ra or DM Herbs, DM Herbs, right? And he just, he be getting them affirmations in. If he does that on Twitter, I can't even imagine what he does in his day-to-day life. Just, you know, I am living my best life. I am so happy. Every day is a great day. Just affirming his butt off. I love it. But throw that up in your new uh, Gemini New Moon rituals as well, and you will be oh, oh so glad you did. Um, now the moon going into Cancer there next after it leaves Gemini here on Sunday night is going to give way to an instinctive need for peace and quiet, okay? That's what we're looking forward to in our week ahead. Uh, it's a real nurturing energy, cancer is, and it's real insular by nature. That's why it rules that fourth house of what makes us feel comfortable and at home in our core, the most private part of our chart is in that cancer house, the fourth house that it rules. And so the feelings may be running deep here next week, okay, And that's going to make it a really ideal time for us to get in touch with what motivates us. We only know that when we shut up, 
get quiet, get still, go within to our most private parts of ourselves and listen. Anything domestic that you're going to do um, around this time next week is going to be great. Anything around the home, any of your personal needs, tending to those, nurturing yourself, um, anything around the home, even if it's decorations, actually socializing in the home, getting together. Um, Even if you're feeling like a homebody around this time next week, indulge yourself um, because we're likely going to want to retreat to the place where we feel most at home. Okay, if we're if we're far from home or estranged from people we feel that that's like family to us, we may feel homesick around this time because we're craving that emotional satisfaction from home, from family, from our inner uh, core. So um, it could be it's a, it's an emotional sign, Cancer. So it could, if if the tears come, let them flow. You know. Um, the emotions might be heightened, might be kind of a potential for mood swings, just being sensitive to other people's moods. And so that may cause you to want to retreat to to home or to where you're most comfortable. Um, You want to feel safe and just that loving nurture. And so uh, you may feel like you want to be enclosed or private or um, something of that nature. You may want to just reach out for a favorite food or or express your emotions through something real cancer-related, really nurturing, like cooking. Um, uh, you may just want to cozy up in the bed. That may be where you're most comfortable, but you get the idea of what makes us feel most at home around this time, okay? Some of the things you can do when the moon's in cancer uh, take a long bath, hydrate. That's the water element that cancer is um, kind of uh, expressing itself in, in, in such activities. Um, you can irrigate your plants. You can water your plants. Um, you can make where you're, you call home even more homey. Um, like I had mentioned earlier, decorating, the aromatherapy, the cooking, whatever makes you feel more at home at home. You can mother someone or be mother, nurture um, children, animals, the elderly, anything vulnerable, you can nurture it, okay? That's what plants, animals, children, elderly. Um, and for and on the aspect of feeling secure, you could get a security system or locks. That's the Cancerian thing, to feel secure. Um, you can talk to your mom, spend time with women, um, bring treats to your coworkers, go to bed early, or just be near water by the ocean or another body of water like a river, okay? Um, yeah, and let your emotions flow. If they flow in the form of tears, great. If they flow in the form of a poem or an artistic expression, whatever makes you feel most comfortable, go for it, okay? Um, let's see. Okay, then we get into the sun conjuncting Venus next week. They're on Monday, June the 6th, 4.49 p.m. Central. So they're on Monday evening. The sun finally lines up with Venus exactly. They're at 16 degrees of um, Gemini. And so I've mentioned it before, just Venusian things can just be attracted to you right now, Uh, material goods. Uh, just kind, Venusian, easygoing, warm-hearted, harmonious, diplomatic people. Um, 
the money being attracted to you, of course, um, so, Venus has a social element to it, so you could be attracting a lot of opportunities that you haven't, you know, when the sun wasn't conjunct Venus, to party, to be social, to gather with others, and even spend. Uh, <clears throat> but once again, too much Venus, and it's gonna, the sun is going to burn out, okay? Um Venus has an element of creativity to it as well, so that's bringing creativity to the love um, by way of affection and expressing um, or, or having others express to you their love, okay? It's, happen- it's all happening in Gemini. It might come through the form of a message or that you receive uh, email, text, a phone call, uh, somebody telling you something in person that just, warms your heart, that that sets you at ease, that just harmonizes you with them, okay? Um, So friendships, any social interaction should just be really harmonious right now. Yes, we're dealing with the grand mutable cross um, in the very sign that sun is conjuncting Venus in, but it's Venus, okay? Just be mindful of being too lazy, too indulgent, and burning out, okay? Now, to get down to the nitty-gritty of who this is affecting, of course, I got to hit up Gemini, especially those Geminis born June 1st through 10th, but all Geminis, listen up. You got the sun and Venus where you're at, okay, in your sign. And so you should be finding it easier to express your identity and be yourself. You're wearing this sun-Venus conjunction on you in the first house, okay, Gemini? And so um, know that this is your new your restart. This is your reset button time, Gemini, and you just so happen to be able to, uh, Venus is coming along for the ride. Everybody, when they have their birthday time, solar return, don't have Venus conjunct the sun in their solar return chart. Y'all do. So know that, take advantage of that, draw a line under the previous year and leave your last year in the past and make it be determined to make your next year your best year, Gemini, and do it confidently. So make a confident, fresh start. This is the best time for you to set new goals, Gemini, okay? Because uh, you're looking at stuff on the two-week term, Gemini, the six-month term, and the one-year term. You're setting annual New Year goals right now. And so Venus just is assuring that you're going to feel your best and be most beautiful, that you're going to, your friendly aura is going to attract beautiful people to you. Venus all up in your aura, Gemini, and wonderful, beautiful things to you. And it's an excellent time for giving and receiving love and affection. Like I said, with everybody else dealing with an excess of wonderful, bountiful energy like you are right now, Gemini, give it away. Love ain't love till you give it away. Give it away. Spend time with loved ones and let them in on your sun Venus conjunction all up in your first house. Come on. And socializing with friends. This is the ideal time, Gemini, for dating, for buying gifts and making extra cash. Stack that cash, Gemini. It's all it's all you right now. Sagittarius especially those born December 2nd through 11th, but all my Saggies, listen up. Y'all got the Sun-Venus conjunction opposing opposition. That's a tug-of-war, Sag. Or it can be the perfect balance, okay? Um, 
It can be a difficult time, Sag, because your ego and your will may be getting in the way of achieving what you want. You may feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall because other people just don't make things easy for you right now dealing with the opposition. And with Venus in opposition right now, Sag, um, it's increasing your desires for love and affection. Relationships should um uh, should be generally good unless you lower your standards, thereby entering a new relationship that is really not in your best interest. You could also be inclined to push too hard, Sag, resulting in disappointment from unrequited love. Lack of discipline, Sag, and overindulgence are other things to be mindful of at the moment. Not the best time to go on a spending spree or to ask for favors, especially borrowing money. Um, Sag, don't be don't be scared to drop the rope. It doesn't mean you're a quitter. It means that you're not going to tug of war it out or push push too hard and and mess around and and be disappointed or or experience unrequited love with Venus in opposition to to your whatever uh, Sun Moon or Rising sign. Um, you definitely don't want to lower your standards though. Okay. So um, Venus being in opposition to your deacon, merge with it, balance it out, become one with it. Make sure it's that perfect balance by manifesting Venus on its high, in its highest forms, beauty, pamper yourself, treat yourself kind, appreciate yourself, be thankful for as many things about yourself as you can, Sag, okay? Sag rising. For my Virgos, especially those born September 3rd to 12th, and my Pisces born February 29th to March 10th, I'm wrapping y'all up in one because y'all both dealing with the Sun-Venus square, okay? Uh, For Virgo and Pisces, the Sun and Venus squaring you, uh, for the Sun specifically, can represent a crisis in confidence because of challenges from events or from other people, most often Virgo and Pisces from men or bosses and teachers. Etc. Your ego is on the line, Virgo and Pisces, coming under pressure from others through arguments or challenges to your authority. This is not the best time to push ahead, but to hold on to what you have. A defensive approach is the best one now. Virgo and Pisces, hold what you got till you get what you want, okay? You're not being aggressive or offensive. You're being defensive in your approach right now. And Virgo and Pisces with Venus squaring your deacon, you can feel uh, uh, it's going to increase your need for love and affection, which should go well. Um, However, there could be an increased tension if you don't get so much back in return. Uh, If you have to go to work, it may be difficult for you to get into the groove because you'd rather be lazing around enjoying yourself. Avoid overspending as money may be tight, Virgo and Pisces. And also avoid overindulging with food and drink. Partying is fine now, so long as you act with moderation. Keyword, Aquarius, um, let me tell you, uh, you're dealing with a beautiful uh, aspect from Sun, Venus to Aquarius, especially those born between January 30th and February the 8th. You got the Sun trine, you got the Venus trine. I can tell you right now, Aquarius, y'all the ones that's getting they're getting the overflow of this of this energy. So make productive use of it and share share the wealth. Okay, 
Um, with the sunshine, it's bringing harmonious relationships because of an inner feeling of calm and balance, Aquarius. Your plan should work out well, and your goals can be more easily achieved than at other times. Other people will not stand in your way, and, Aquarius, you can expect favors or at least less resistance from others. Career advancement is favored because of increased confidence and ease. And that was just the sun trine. With the Venus trine, Aquarius, um, it, it should have you feeling and looking your best. This is a time of low stress, Aquarius, when life flows smoothly with few cares or worries. Your loving attitude means that people respond with kindness and affection. Your calming influence will earn you admiration and popularity, Aquarius. Increased personal beauty makes this a great time for dating or spending quality time with a loved one. Shopping for beauty products, fashion, and jewelry are favored, and money matters should go well. Um, Libra, y'all in that same, I should have just put y'all together, because Libra, y'all in that thing too. You and Aquarius share in that overflow with with your sisters and brothers around you, okay? Um, And for my Leo and Aries, y'all are dealing with the sextile, okay? Um, For both Aries and Leo, for my Libras, that was specifically October 3rd through 12th born Libras, but all my Libras, pay attention. Um, For my Aries, March 31st through April 9th, and for my Leos, August 3rd through 12th, but all my Aries and Leos, listen up. The sun sextile, Aries and Leo, means... um, it's it's a gift of power, okay, and personal expression, which helps in self-promotion and the achievement of goals. Uh, Aries and Leo, uh, you should be feeling confident and enthusiastic with the Sun-Venus conjunction going on right now. This is an excellent time to make real progress with the things in life that mean a lot to you, work, relationships, and longer-term goals. And throw mess around and throw Venus sextile on it, Aries and Leo, means that um, it, it, it's increasing your opportunities with love and money. You should be feeling more eager to show your love and affection for someone special. In social situations, you can make a genuine effort to please and to share your warm feelings, Aries and Leo. You have especially good social skills now, so making new friends is favored as people appreciate your friendly attitude and pleasantness. Entertainment, leisure, and financial matters are favored. That's awesome news, Aries and Leo, okay? That's wonderful. And then we move on, you guys, in the week ahead to the 7th, Thursday evening, 7.18 p.m. when the moon trines Mars and we go into void, of course, again, out of while the moon is in cancer. It goes void. For just about six hours, six and a half hours, late night, overnight, um, into the early wee hours of the morning. But Moontron Mars there on Thursday evening means we're more courageous and we're able to take the lead. We are in tune with our natural desires and instincts around this time. This is what's emotionally satisfying us at this time anyway. Um, And we can express our feelings honestly. We are independent, resourceful, and brave. Uh, should really good sleep that night. It's coming in, uh, the void moon's coming in at uh, 7.18 p.m. So uh, next Thursday night, you definitely don't want to be going on your first date with somebody then, 
Um, you want to be taking stock, finding lost objects, editing something, refining anything you need to scrutinize that you've already started up is going to be good, okay? Once again, should get some pretty good sleep that night, restful, peaceful. And then there on the 8th, the next day on Friday, uh, early rising, 1.47 a.m. Central, the moon enters Leo. So this is the energy we're taking into our weekend. Um, well, what's that, the 8th? I think I said Thursday the 7th earlier, and the 7th is Tuesday. Um, the 8th is going to be next Wednesday. Uh, and early next Wednesday rising, the moon enters Leo. Y'all already know when I've talked about Leo before, we're going to want to have fun. We're going to want to laugh out loud. We're going to want to get up out of that cancer moon energy of being all emotional and, you know, dealing with what makes us comfortable or feel at home. We're going to want to be, when the moon's in Leo, where the fun is, where the action is, where the joy from living comes up from our heart, okay? Well, we're in a, such a, good, a great, cheery, sunny sun with Leo, a sunny mood that we'll be able to lift other people out of the doldrums if they need it, okay? Um, you want to kind of leave uh, next Wednesday open if you can. Um, actually, the next Wednesday, Thursday open if you can for just some spontaneous childlike fun. That's what Leo wants to do. It wants to go to museums and food fairs and festivals, and, and it wants to be colorful and go to parades and play make-believe and just fun, okay? Um, you can flirt a little bit when the moon's in Leo because you're just doing it for fun, you know? Um, you want to also shine when the moon's in Leo, okay? Shine brightly, Hold the stage, tell a story, be dramatic, make somebody laugh, you know. It's it's just a real energy to move around in and feel good moving around in, okay? Surprise somebody next Wednesday or Thursday, you know. Uh, wear warm colors, the sunny colors like the yellows and the oranges and the burnt reds, okay? A smile, just smile for no reason around this time. And all these things are going to emotionally satisfy us around this time. Suns, I just got through giving y'all the sun conjunct Venus. Sun going to be conjuncting Venus. We're going to be feeling good, looking good, looking like money, smelling like money. And and here with the uh, moon going into Leo, we're really going to get an extra boost of this fun, cheery, warm, generous, lively energy, okay? Um, the moon being a Leo generally favors any kind of creative activity. Uh, Leo rules the area of children and fun and creativity. So any creative activity around that time, any activities revolve, involving children, um, or any activities in which personal recognition is desired because Leo is actually seeking that. So that would bode well also. Now we're going to round out the week there on June the 9th. Um, oh, I see where I got that from, thinking the 7th was Thursday. I was looking into July already. Uh, but there on third, next Thursday the 9th, Mercury comes into an exact opposition, tug of war with Mars, the planet of war. 
the planet of violence and aggression, okay? I don't want to scare y'all, but I don't want to make any bones about it. It's a very intense oppositional uh, aspect that's being made between Mercury and Mars, and we're dealing with the very planet of intensity and opposition and war uh, being involved. That's there next Thursday afternoon, 12.01 p.m. Central Time. Um, Mercury opposite Mars is really talking about impending arguments, talking about conflict, Um, conflict coming from internalized anger at that. Like, this is how you can hook yourself up and not even have to worry about no bull. If you're secretly, internally struggling with anger or unrepressed emotions that are negative, you might want to deal with that because at an alignment like this coming up next week with Mercury ruling the thoughts in your mouth and messages and things getting said, it could be some real crazy stuff pop off if you're not careful because what this alignment means is that any internalized anger and resentment that you are harboring, holding in, not expressing, is going to escape. It's going to and it's going to escape through mercurial means. It's going to escape through your words. It's going to escape through your thoughts. It could escape through travel. You could get it. You could attract to you a road rage incident that could take you out of here for a car accident. That's mercurial. That could be the the way that Mercury, opposing in a tug of war with Mars, could manifest. Um, Also, I want you to think about things like thought projection. We are talking Mercury here and violence um, as it pertains to mercurial things potentially. So um, thoughts are things. Do not get it twisted. How do you think stuff materializes and manifests? It starts with a seed, which is a thought, especially when you're talking about thoughts and seeds that you water, (laughs) And, and and you let the sun in on them and you water them and you nurture them. How do you do that? By repeating that same destructive thought over and over again. I'm going to give you all an example. Man, I just, life is so hard. Or the one I used to say all the time, man, life is a bitch, then you die. Dun, dun, dun. You know, these repeated, I, I, I ain't never going to get nobody. I just, I guess I'm going to be single the rest of my life. Just, that's a violent thought that you're having against yourself. I call it violent because it's aggressive. You are aggressively creating opposition for your own self with your words. Thoughts are things, just like words. They have energy, and they can cause things to happen. They do all the time. The result of this subconscious level of communication will be provocation and aggressive words from others. The stuff you won't deal with in yourself, I promise you, other people are going to bring it out of you. So you can keep, what, what did I just say about the subconscious in 12th house in Pisces? That's that area where just when you thought, oh, I haven't spoke on this for a while and I haven't, we haven't brought this up, so it must be good. That's when it can rear its ugly head because just because the fact that you haven't dealt with it means it's going to show up 
either in a low manifestation in yourself or a low vibration with somebody else bringing it out of you, okay? You may think you are totally innocent, but they may have picked up your angry thoughts, the energy that 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 oozes from your angry thoughts. Just because you ain't opened your mouth to speak on them, baby, your aura is oozing it. And so uh, the, the angry thoughts about them or the angry thoughts about something that they believe in easily perceived, picked up on, and manifested here in the week ahead coming up on Thursday and leading up to it. When you're dealing with Mars, it can show enough come early. So I want y'all to be on the lookout. I want y'all to be thinking about it even now. And Mercury is in Taurus. So thoughts really can become things because Taurus is an earth energy that want to manifest something. And Mars is in Scorpio, just got through telling y'all about how intense that is. This is not a joke. It's not a game. Patience and relaxing are going to be the key to dealing with this transit. Patience with yourself and others and relaxing. Think twice. Once again, the caveat I've been saying for weeks now, think twice. You're going to think about it, but when you think about it, pause and think about it again a second time before you make any bold statements or do anything. Do your best to avoid arguments especially around this time. It's just not a good energy surrounding Mercury, which would be the communication that it takes to argue, and Mars, which is the violent, the potential for violence and aggression and war and blood. That's Aries, Mars and Aries ruled as well. I want you all to be careful around sharp objects. If you're around and guns and stuff like that, that's all Martian and Aries rule, sharp objects. Uh, machines, vehicles, be careful. It's not a joke. It's not a game. Let let that stuff come on the news and let that stuff happen to somebody else and be somebody else's story or statistic, not yours. Be mindful of your energy. That's why I'm telling you all to peep the subconscious stuff, peep the stuff that you try not to think about. That's why I've been telling you all since last week to merge with it the opposition. We're talking about opposition now. I told y'all the track on the uh, uh, the audio I listened to of Deepak Chopra was called Opposition. And we're sitting here now talking about a Mercury opposition to Mars. And so I'm reminding y'all again to merge with it. Instead of sitting up and arguing with somebody, Instead, which is which, all it is is a manifestation of some stuff you don't want to deal with. That's why it's popping up in your reality through somebody else to deal with it. It popped up for that exact reason because you had the nerve to try to suppress something or repress a thought, an angry idea or thought about somebody, and it popped up in your reality, and it's going to keep doing it until you deal with it head on, face face on facing your fears, facing the very thing that you try not to think about or talk about. Face it. Take the sting out of it. Take the take the opportunity for it to turn into a violent and aggressive warlike situation by manifesting the higher octave of Mars, which is bravery, come on, and courage, huh? 
and initiation ain't scared to be the first one in line and and be the early bird that gets the worm. Instead of trying to avoid something, be be early with dealing with it. Deal with it the next opportunity you get, especially with Mars still being retrograde. Get real introspective about that thing. The thing you don't want to deal with. Nervous tension may rise as this transit approaches, okay? Like I said, it's going to get more intense as we get up to it. So remaining calm is going to be real important, y'all. Yoga, which is just stretching and being, and mindfulness, mindfulness of your very essence. If you're mindful of your essence, you ain't in no argument with nobody. You sure ain't fighting nobody or in no tug of war. Because you're centered, you're aware of your energy. That's why when you t- when you're talking about martial artists and boxers, people who do have the potential to harm others. That's why they have to have discipline. That's why they have to have control over their energy. And you don't control it by suppressing it. That's not the control. That's out of control. Controlling it is when the sucker come up, when you get triggered towards anger or aggressiveness or war, that you know how to go on to the center, go on, get on back, get, like, like India Ari said, come back to the middle. You have an opportunity to be extreme, but you choose patience. You choose relaxation. You choose calm, even amidst the nervous tension. Mercury is a nervous energy anyway, and Mars got the nerve to be assertive. So put, mix those two together and put them on two ends of a tug of war and see what you get. That's what we're dealing with. Uh, uh, you, you run the risk of a temper tantrum in an energy like that. Mars want to do something, and Mercury nervous, don't know what the, what the hell, which way to go. It want to, it's Gemini and Mercury rule variety, and it want to do a little bit of everything. It just want to be busy and moving. And Mars just want to do something, and they're opposing each other. So meditation, exercise, yoga, anything physical, of course, when you're dealing with Mars is going to be a very uh, positive manifestation of the energy. Go on a brisk walk, you know, get outdoors, definitely. Um, but, yeah, if you can calm yourself and meditate and, be, and, 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 and exercise patience, that's going to be a really beautiful manifestation um, as well. Um, your aggressive energy can also be released safely by applying your mind, Mercury, the mental that that probably is going to be stimulated around this time, to something like puzzles or hobbies that require mental skill and dexterity with your hands and fingers, okay? Mercury also rules the hands and shoulders and arms, so... Um, by way of Gemini, so definitely tap into that. Um, if you do, rush along with this energy, with the mercurial energy, the want to be busy, and the Mars energy, just want to go somewhere real fast. <laughs> Mars is that energy to want to get in and get out. Um, then, uh, and you want to do that without consciously remembering patience, then arguments may turn into fights, point blank period. And the risk of accidents or injury increases. So 
So patience is especially going to be needed when you're driving or using dangerous machines like chainsaws. Um, This planetary combination also has the potential to cause cuts, burns, especially to those areas, the hands, the arms, and potentially the legs as well. Um, I would go into the Mercury opposite Mars in the natal chart, but I'm going to skip it for now and go on straight into the horoscopes, okay, because I want y'all to be ready, especially these signs and and these signs in your chart that are being um, affected. Even if you're not a sun sign, Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, Aquarius, you got it somewhere in your chart. I know somebody right now um, that has Venus in Aquarius, their natal Venus, their natal natural way of, of giving and receiving love, money, and appreciation is in Aquarius. And I'll go ahead and just do you guys this first, okay? Uh, when it comes to Mars and Mercury Aquarius, y'all, especially those born February 9th through 18th, y'all are dealing with the Mars square and the Mercury square. And I'm telling you right now, Everybody listening can pretty much read, uh, can pretty much incorporate the information I'm about to drop right now, and just make sure you're on the high end of it. I don't care if you're dealing with a square or not. I don't care if none of your stuff is in these four signs. If you come up as we get closer to this alignment being exact next Thursday, and in your awareness and experience, you are uh, encountering it could be violent thoughts. It could be a, a, a aggressive communication with, with with yourself or others. It could, whatever way it manifests. Just like I'm about to tell Aquarius, if it's on this challenging end, which a square denotes, then I'm about to hook you up. Uh, Aquarius Mars squaring your deacon uh, definitely uh, creates a buildup of energy inside and a strong desire to assert yourself in an aggressive manner. This can result in frustration, anger, and conflict. And so difficulties in all relationships, but especially love relationships, can occur at this time if you force your desires onto other people. That was Mars squaring. With Mercury squaring, uh, it can bring negative thoughts and harsh words. It is important to remember that you will be seeing the worst in everything and everyone when you're dealing with the Mercury square. Poor instincts and lack of judgment means you're going to be misreading people and situations. The, the Mercury square is going to throw off your mental. You're not seeing people accurately and clearly, potentially. And important meetings, negotiations, and decisions should be scheduled before or after this. I would highly recommend after, because the closer we get to the end of June, we go, we headed towards Mars stationing direct, which is going to free up a whole all of us in some way or another in areas we want to move forward in and are feeling frustrated in. For you specifically, Aquarius, this Mercury opposite Mars alignment is going to be the most part of the month for you. And it's going to be a sign of impending arguments and conflicts as internalized anger and resentment escape through your words and your thoughts. We're running low on time, y'all. This alignment does not occur until next Thursday, so I feel comfortable finishing this off next week since I'll hit you guys again before this goes exact. But I'm glad I got a chance to mention it. Give y'all a heads up about it in between now and next week's 
sure y'all are mastering this energy and y'all are not caught unawares or off guard by some bull and y'all can manifest Mars on the highest level possible. I love y'all. I want y'all to stay connected in the episode description below online. You've got your one-click email access to me. Feel free to just shoot me some astro love and say, hey, thanks, I'm listening. I appreciate you from week to week. you got your astro love gift that you can give a, a dollar amount of your choosing and just ensure that the uh, ministry of Mama Dada Astrology continues to grow and flourish. And I've got June report specials. Everybody wants their birth chart report, so I've incorporated that into this month's specials. Um, you can either get your birth chart report alone, or you can get um, uh, the June new and full moon reports to go with it or that alone. Seconds left. I just want you all to know I love you and stay connected to my astrology coach. Peace.